fundraisers. I'm Dawn Lego, and it's that time once again. Buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impacts in our communities, building better tomorrows, and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising, and together we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. Welcome back. If you're new, um, we're so happy that you're here. If you've joined us before on Raise Nation Radio, welcome back. We're stream on 11 channels now. So we're here where you want to be, but I'm super excited to get into a really great conversation with a very special development coordinator who's doing some unique things out in fundraising universe. So super pleased to introduce Patty Delicio for um, development coordinator for food share of Lincoln County. And you know what? I'm going to turn the show over to Patty so she could um, say hello to the Raise Nation Radio audience, introduce herself and um, tell us a little bit more about food share. Hi, Patty. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today, Don. I'm glad to be here. Um, so I'm uh, as you already introduced me. I'm the development coordinator. And what that means is that I do uh, community outreach within Lincoln County, Oregon. So we're on the Oregon coast and we're a very small county. There's about 50,000 people that live here. And we are the regional food bank and we service um, the county through seven partner agency pantries and about 15 partner organizations. And what that means is we distribute food that's either comes from, you know, USDA or we have various channels out to the community and they go to the pantries and then clients directly access the pantries for the food. And uh, I do different kinds of fundraising. We do, um, you know, solicitation where we send letters out and cards and ask people to donate. And we have an annual fundraiser uh, every year that's called Bejeweled. 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 Okay. This is, and this is how, this is how we came to know each other um, because you, you, wrote into one cause to tell us a little bit about what you're doing. And I was just super fascinated because, you know, you hear about different galas and names. It's like, Bejeweled, wait a minute, I need to pause and hear more about that. So I assume you're going to share and tell us yeah. all about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been doing it. This was our 13th year that we've, 13. That we've done it. And um, we, of course, took two years off because of COVID. Um, and what we do is we solicit the community for jewelry donations. And so you solicit people, the community to give you jewelry, to donate jewelry to us. Got it. Use, okay. Use jewelry. And sometimes it's not used. Sometimes it's brand new. And basically we take that jewelry and we assign it to different departments. So we have a fine jewelry department, which contains sterling silver and, and gold. We have an everyday, which is a costume jewelry. We have vintage, we have beads and crafts. We have ethnic, and we have our handmade artisan artisanal stuff. So you so, have like a whole jewelry store. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a jewelry mall broken down <laughs> by departments. And exactly. if you want jewelry, you have a department yeah. for that, for that jewelry buyer. Yes. That's got correct. it. Okay. This is cool. I love it. 
Yeah. And so we collect the jewelry and we have a whole team of volunteers who basically goes through it all. And they, they take a piece of jewelry that you look at and say, that's a piece of crap. And they make it into something beautiful. <laughs> oh, so you're, you can buy. You're renovating jewelry too. Not necessarily. We clean it up. Okay. Got it. Clean it up. Yeah. And then they put it on cards and they, we, when it gets displayed, it's looks like it's brand new again. So they also do some repair uh, stuff that like lost rhinestones and things, easy things to, to repair. If it's beyond repair, it goes into the beads and crafts department for them to sell as a craft item for someone to make jewelry out of. Ah, that, oh, so you're just using it all, right? Just recycled using, there's not a piece. So anybody who's donating something to food share, pretty much their article is getting used in some fashion. In some fashion. There wow. are some things that do get thrown away just because they're just beyond repair. Okay. Uh, and, but, but not very many uh, items like that. And so what happens is when the jewelry comes in here, I go through it all and I sort it out into all the different categories. And if you look behind me, you can see the boxes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and basically they go into the boxes and the volunteers that are in charge of that department come in, take it, and then they do their magic with it and get it ready for the sale. Now, with that said, the sale is only once a year. So, Oh no, I was just, I was just about to say, okay, I'm going to go shopping after this. All right. So what are the parameters? When, when is it offered? We have it in the sale. The actual physical sale is in May. And May. so we have it in a location this year. We had it in a local church and the whole entire room is filled with jewelry. And then people come from we started at 10 a.m. and we go to like 4 p.m. and people come in and they shop basically until they drop. They so come uh, back, they shop, they leave, they come back, they shop some more. I mean, it's just crazy to see it's that. one. So it's a one day sale. Yes. Yes. And so if you think about the average price of a piece of jewelry is about four bucks, we make anywhere from 15 to 20 plus thousand dollars every time we have that sale. Get out. You know, Raise Nation Radio is all about fundraising inspiration. And I have to say, this is probably one of the most unique. Where did this all start? It, this is so unique. I mean, you have you have a mission and a critical mission, and I'm sure a mission that's been very challenged, especially the last two yeah. years, you know, in, in, in the wake of the pandemic. So you have a programming and mission to keep going, but yet at the same time, you're running like a full blown jewelry outlet thing. <laughs> and it's kind of cool. So um, I applaud what you're doing and thank you so much for what you're doing and for sharing that inspiration. But where did it all start? Where did this concept come from and how did it grow to what it is today? So it started before I came here. Uh, there was a woman who was uh, doing volunteer marketing kind of development stuff for the organization. And she saw it somewhere else. She was like in another state and saw okay. it and then came back here and said, hey, guess what I just saw? Rinse Let's and repeat. <laughs> try it. So yeah. we did. We tried it and it started very small. It used to be it's nowhere, was nowhere near what it is today. I mean, today it's just like 
a showcase of jewelry. But before it was like stuff was thrown on tables, it was put in bags, whatever they could sell it for. There wasn't any. You have to start someplace. Exactly. So so that all has morphed into a huge sale now. And on top of selling physically, we also sell fine jewelry, gold and silver on eBay. And no. also, yeah. <laughs> wow. OK, yeah. how do we find you on eBay? Uh, you just go to eBay for charities and look up Food Share of Lincoln County and you'll find our store. Got it. Oh, you have a, like a whole store on eBay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We've, we've made to date. I did some numbers for you. We've made to date um, over 20 some odd thousand dollars, 20 plus thousand dollars from last year to this year just on eBay. Holy. In, wow. in gold and silver. I'm jewelry. so inspired. And this year, so far, since we are physically, you know, we are fiscal year, we've already made 400 bucks just since June 30th. So now, so, you know, I think something that's my mind is going, I have a million questions for you, but I think the first place I went was you're doing a lot more than as if serving the community and, and, and helping, you know, feed the hungry. You're also creating a fun, you know, a very creative uh, fundraising channel, but you're also doing something else. I think it's very powerful. And I'd like to point out to, to our audience um, community. I would suspect that you have people that look forward to this year after year. It's growing year after year. Do you get donations 365, like all day, every day? Like you you actually are creating a a, a community and, and strengthening your, your population by this creative fundraising effort. Would that be a fair statement? That's absolutely true. We get jewelry all the time. I just sorted some yesterday. Um, and basically the people that come to the sale, I mean, they, over the last two years, cause we didn't have it, they've been emailing and calling us to find out when the next sale was. And so when we had it in May, we made a last minute decision to do it because we figured it was safe to do it mm-hmm. this, this year. And people were, we, our, our advertising was minimal and people were so excited when they showed up that day to come to the sale that it, I mean, I can't tell you how many people came up to me personally and said, I'm so glad you're having this. Yeah. This so much fun. Look what I just bought, you know? And I mean, it's just, it's so cool to see people come out and really want to not only buy jewelry, but to support food share through their purchases of the jewelry. Wow. 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 Okay. So you have an in-person event one day in Maine, uh, in May, um, but what about, and you have your eBay for your finer uh, collection. What about any online opportunities? I mean, I don't live in your area. I'm from New Jersey. Raise Nation Radio <laughs> audience knows that by now. I'm always talking about the Jersey Shore. I'm either talking about where I live or my kids, one or the other. So they're tired of hearing it. But I am from New Jersey. But yeah, I'd like to support you. Maybe I'm looking for a piece of jewelry. Fine jewelry might be out of my budget, but I just want to get involved. Is there any online opportunity? There's no online opportunity for anything other than the fine jewelry, because quite honestly, it takes a lot to sit down and do a listing on eBay. And so we have to cut it off at a monetary amount. So minimum amount 
of the item of jewelry gets posted and anything else does not just because, you know, I'm an employee and I get paid to do this. And so we have to be cognizant of how much time I'm spending on eBay and how much, you know, I'm getting paid. Sure. So, So there's that kind of thing. So basically it's, you have to fly out here Oh boy. To our sale. So it's next year in May. I can't, okay. I don't know the exact date yet, but in the middle of May, come here, spend some time on the Oregon coast. Cause you'll love it. If you're from the Jersey shore, you'll love the Oregon coast. I'm sure I will. I've never been. So there's a treat. Well, you know, I do have an idea for you because you know, not, not, this is all about fundraising inspiration. So it'll only be two sentences, but one cause does provide software for online buying or auctioning. And that might be something of interest to you, but I'll go even a step further. We just announced our grants program. One cause offers a grant program. It's a technology-based grant that um, helps nonprofits acquire the one cause software um, absolutely free. So you can go to onecause.com, see, go to the about section and then the drop down. I think it's the last bullet will say grants program. Grants are opened up until November 1st. So I don't know, I'm hearing this story and I feel like your story is the exact reason why we created this grant program. And it might just be a way for you to easily get some things online and get the whole country uh, involved. So just a little tip for you. Um, And I didn't mean to plug one cause, of course, but (laughs) the grants program is a cool thing to plug because we're giving away the technology. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Yeah, check it out, please. Um, We just opened that a couple of weeks ago for our 2023 grant program. And uh, we do give software for two years, um, absolutely free. And um, applications close on the first. So I'm thinking maybe we're growing a little bit more. But this is just fascinating. I really want to talk a little bit more about, you know, where the money goes. I think you mentioned something about a Facebook group and, you know, different ways that you communicate. So I do want to hear more about the community and then the impact and what you're doing at Food Share of Lincoln County. But we're going to be back right after this commercial message. Hey there, Raise Nation Radio. Welcome back. We are speaking with Patty Delicio from the Food Share of Lincoln County. And if you joined us before the commercial break, you would be like, gobsmacked. What a great fundraising, um, innovative idea. Um, They're running a whole jewelry show um, over there um, so that they can support their programming and and all the good things that they're doing there. So um, yeah, it was, it's pretty exciting. Um, So Patty, what do we do now? So we, we run this event annually. How else are we speaking to the community? I know you said eBay, but did I meant here at some in our communication back forth that you also have some Facebook groups or social, how, how do you gather this community together to rally behind you to get this jewelry fundraising going? So we, we also have a place that's local here. It's called the antique mall and we sell anything that I can't sell on eBay and also other like a little bit higher quality than the everyday costume jewelry, we sell it there. And so oh. we have a volunteer who manages that and she takes the jewelry over there and she displays it and it's a beautiful display. And she also has information about, you know, you can donate jewelry here. We have donation receipts in case somebody drops off jewelry. We have different um drop sites throughout the county. 
So each for trust, people to bring their jewelry that they want to donate. To bring the jewelry. So we have banks, we have real estate offices, we have jewelry stores, we have community centers, we have all kinds of different places throughout the county where people can bring their jewelry to donate it, and then we'll go pick it up. So and, I might be going to a bank and look left or look right, and I'll see a depository that I could bring things. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. You've covered everything. And some of those places might even have food barrels where you could donate food too. So we kind of do a, a double mm-hmm. uh, dipping in these places because people are coming in there and we're making them aware about food share, needing food, and also give us your jewelry if you have any. And our kind of our tagline is, you know, a, an old bracelet that you don't wear anymore could buy enough food to feed a family of four. Oh, okay. Mike dropped there. So one bracelet that has probably sitting in a jewelry box that needs to be dusted or in a closet or a cabinet. I, I have plenty of them. They, that, that could feed a family of four. Yes. Yeah, so what we, what we equate is that every dollar that we make can, can, is $4 equates to $4, which can be one meal for a family of four. I got it. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. And I have plenty of those articles in my house. You can can send them to us. I will. Okay. Well, all right, let's, (laughs) let's go there. How would we do that? So people are listening. We, you know, we have an audience in Oregon and outside of Oregon. They're hearing this. We all have, you know, all have those jewelry boxes that need a little dusting. So we open it up. We find these pieces. Now what? Where, how do we get them to you? So you put them in a box and you ship them to us at Food Share of Lincoln County. And we're at 535 Northeast 1st Street in Newport, Oregon. Our zip code is 97365. Put, put it to my attention, Patty Delicio. And and ship it off. The other thing is that if you could let us know that it's coming, you could send me an email, which my email actually would be easier to send it to info at foodsharelc.org. Foodsharelc.org. Very good. And if you send it to just say, hey, I've got some jewelry I'm going to ship to you. And then we'll give you, we'll send you a tax receipt. We can email you back a tax receipt because all of these donations are, you know, obviously you can take the tax uh, deduction off of it, right? Because it's a, it's a. So you put a value on it. You're, a, you, you're able we to don't. put a value. Okay. Don't, but you do. So I you got decide it. You're going to send me a piece of $500 worth of jewelry. Then you're going to write that down on your receipt. We don't put value on any. Receipts. Understood. Yeah. Now, what about the tax implication? If you're buying the, the piece of jewelry. So if I'm buying it, do I, is that, am I paying tax? Am I saving tax? What is there any in, other incentive other than the fact that you're purchasing jewelry for the greater good. I mean, why should I go to any retailer and get a jewelry piece for a wedding that I'm going to in November when I could support your organization? That makes sense to me. But is there any other incentives that I should be aware of as the supporter? Well, we don't have tax in Oregon. We don't have sales tax. So everything here is tax free. Um, But if you're in your state, like if you bought something on eBay, eBay would charge you whatever your sales tax is in in New Jersey, uh, wherever you're from. So we don't charge it, but but eBay would charge it. So based on that, based on the state, that's how that works. Yeah, got it. Okay. All right. Wow, you've really got 
got it all covered and all <laughs> wired and um, so some great things that you're doing. But now let's talk about the impact, the money, right? You, you mentioned that your eBay sales are in the $20,000 area annually. Your annual event is in around the $15,000, $20,000 area. Where is it going? What What's it doing? Tell me about, maybe you can share a success story or how you're feeding the hungry and, and families that are just in need um, a little bit. Sure. So we take the funds and obviously we use it to f- purchase food. Last couple of years, we've had a lot of influx of USDA because of you know COVID. There's been a lot of food that's come through the system. So what we've done in a creative way is we're working with different organizations here locally and we're they're going out and purchasing specific food. And one of them is a our local Guatemalan population, they're, they're mom speakers. And this organization is going to the local store here that that caters to the um, to that group of people and purchasing the food and stocking their pantry with it. And then we're reimbursing them. So wow. we're, they give us the receipt for whatever it is that they've purchased. And then we write them a check. So mm-hmm. we're able to use those funds to help organizations or agencies around here with specific local purchases that are specific to those groups of people. And that's that's big because, you know, we're a small community and we're we don't have a lot of, you know, retail outlets here, grocery store wise that sell culturally specific foods. So it's good that this group is able to do this to provide those culturally specific foods. Wow. And uh, tell me about what what it's been looking like the last two years and, and the aftermath where I still I'm not sure if COVID is in the rearview mirror or still with us. I mean, I, I, I hear all sorts of, you know, reports, but we're still feeling the effects of it. It's had to been a very hard, long journey. How has that impacted um, the food share of Lincoln County? What have you been able to do? How are you still challenged by all of that? We still um, are servicing a lot of, you know, clients that are had, you know, coming out of COVID and, we're actually in high risk in our county right now. So it's, are, hasn't, yeah. it hasn't gone away. Yep. Um, but basically, we saw a 25% increase the first year. And last year, mm. it stayed the same. And But we also had a big fire here. And we've had some disasters. So people lost their homes and different things that, like that that happened during COVID. So it was a huge influx to several of our pantries where people, you know, were they were the extra uh, people coming in to, to get food increased the, the way it did. So, but, and we're still servicing a lot of those people that were unhoused during that fire and you know people coming out of COVID. So this year has kind of been a status quo from the last two years, but it was a 25 overall 25% increase. Wow. And you're sustaining that year over year. It sounds like the third year in a row. Yeah. And wow. the, but the good news is that we've had our our community is very generous. And so we've been pretty successful with being able to generate donations to help us, you know, sustain our operation. So what, what are your other fundraising programs outside of the uh, donations of jewelry and, and asking people to purchase jewelry? How, how else are you making ends meet, so to speak? We send out two letters a year, one at the holiday uh, around, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas time when, when everyone else sends their stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And we also do a spring letter, uh, which gets sent out in early June before people take off for the summer. And those two letters, when I started, I started in 2014, um, have exponentially, the, the funding that we get from those letters has exponentially grown every year since I've been here over the last eight years. Wow. So we're now up to about $75,000, which is a lot for us. Remember, we're very small. We're a very small food bank. So when I say $75,000, that's a lot of money for us. And then so far with the spring letter, we've made $35,000, which the very first year we did it, we made $5,000. So you can wow. Yeah. Nice. So we're doing nice really, we're doing well with, with those, with those. How, and how big is the organization as far as um, employees? So there's yourself and who, who, and can we give some shout outs? Yeah. You don't have to mention exactly. last names. If you just maybe some first names, like it's, I would think, you know, small community, small team, probably big impact, but let's give some shout outs to some of your, your peers. So our executive director is Nancy. Hi, Nancy. And our administrative assistant is Irene. Hello, Irene. And me. So there's three of us in the office. And then downstairs, we have Eric and David, our warehouse guys. And that's it. That's it. Five. That's it. That's it. Managing a whole jewelry operation and a whole food share operation and programming. Five people. Yes. And we also have a lot of volunteers. So most of the most of the work is done by the volunteers, especially with the jewelry, because we could I, there's no way I could do it all because it's just too much. But but the volunteers are really what help drive our success. It, I mean, we I think that's true it. for so many organizations. Yeah. So we probably should pause there and thank the volunteers of Food yes. Share of Lincoln County. Yes. Um, you're so valued and um, needed. And you hear the success that we're talking about today with impacting the communities and, you know, handling 25% increase in demand and running a whole jewelry operation to have some fundraising creativity. So we applaud you and thank you for, for what you're doing. Cause yes. um, couldn't yeah, do it without them. Couldn't do it without them for sure. All right. So where are we going? What, what as the development coordinator, what, what do you hope to see in the next couple of years for um, bejeweled? Is it, is that what it, did I get that right? Bejeweled. Yes. Yeah. So what, where you've grown so much from a couple of pieces of jewelry thrown on a table to this, you know, world-class operation again, hint, hint, I think you need to go online, but okay. (laughs) Um, What, 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 what do you, what are you hoping for in the next couple of years in terms of growth? What we, what we need, not what I'm hoping for, but what we need is we need a new warehouse. Our warehouse is ancient. And And that's going to take some fundraising. Yes, ma'am. A lot of fundraising. We thought we had uh, a place south of here, but that kind of fell through. So we're looking around again for another space because our warehouse, we're at max, max capacity where we are right now. Uh, So we're looking to do that. We also need another cargo van. Because our the van that we have is over 16 years old and it's starting to become a burden, you know, to maintain it and also for driver safety. So we need an, another van, not new, but you know, something that's something that's reliable. Yeah, exactly. newer than what you have and reliable. Exactly. Yeah. So we're looking to do that, and then you know, plus I also um, I'm a, 
on personal note, I'm a, I'm a professional chef. So I also help teach cooking classes to our local uh, Latinx and Guatemalan populations to help them learn more about how to use a kitchen because a lot of them, you know, came from a village where they had basically a campfire or a little cooking stove and don't know how to use a kitchen. So last week I taught a baking class on how to use an oven to several families. So that's really good. And we help fund that. I work with OSU Extension. And that's through the food share of Lincoln County as well. It goes through uh, OSU Extension, which is Oregon State uh, Extension Services, which is a group that does community outreach. And so we partner with them. I teach the class and we provide some of the ingredients and they do the the um, recruiting and bring the people in. And we had the class at their facility last week. I see. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tiny, but mighty, right? Tiny, I mean, but mighty. That's oh right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm very impressed. You certainly embody what, what this show is all about just being inspired. What would you say? I, I think we have time for just one more question. If you don't mind, I've, I've taken up so much of your time, but I've just intrigued and fascinated by what you're doing. And I, I, I am going to have to come to Oregon. I'll have to check out, see if my daughter, Alyssa wants to take a road trip with mom and we can go uh, and check bring out jewelry. some jewelry. Bring yeah. Jewelry. <laughs> we'll bring the jewelry. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring and we'll buy, right. We'll, we'll, we'll take it on both sides. Um, but what, um, well, oh, gosh, I lost my train, train of thought. Where where was I going with this? I completely forgot. So I know that story, funny story really quickly is a lot of yeah. people buy jewelry and then they return it to us the next year and then buy more. Well, yeah. Why not rinse and repeat? <laughs> right. I mean, don't we get tired of the same old pieces? So it's kind of cool. Just, you know, every yep. year you can just recycle and have yep. something fresh all the time. I think yep. that's just, yes. Super, super, super cool. Well, I'm, what was that? I wish that burning question that I had in my head would, would come back to me, but unfortunately it didn't. Um, I'm really super impressed. You certainly embody everything that uh, this show is all about. What would you say to somebody who wanted to get started? There we go. That's the question, the light bulb moment. If they kind of thought maybe, maybe it's not jewelry, maybe it's luggage or, you know, something else. How, what would your recommendation now that you've been at this for so many years and you've seen the growth to get started in a program like this? Uh, Basically just tell them to start small, um, do a lot of advertising, get your community on board with you so that you have places for people to do the donating and also to do the outreach because it's not just us. It's all the people that are the drop sites that help communicate, you know, to the, to the community. So we want that. And then just start small and don't, don't beat yourself up and don't set an expectation. You know, if you only make $500, then you only make $500, but every year you have an opportunity or every time you do it, you have an opportunity to increase that. We've given jewelry to other, other, uh, agencies that have done the same thing that we've done. We've given it away because we couldn't sell it. And so we gave it to them and they, they did it and they were, you know, fairly successful with, with it. So we don't have a problem sharing with what we're doing um, at all because there's so much of it out there. You know, 
lots, lots to have. So that's what my recommendation would be was start small and don't have a lot of expectations and get your community behind you. Yeah, well, that's exactly what you've done. You've absolutely created a community and I think it's beautiful and I applaud you and thank you for what you're doing. I, I know it can't be easy, especially with you know such a tiny team, but again, tiny, but mighty. Yes. So, so fearless fundraisers, that's about all the time we have for today. I wish we can keep talking about Bejeweled. Isn't it fascinating? But we do appreciate you listening in and we hope you enjoy today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 1230 p.m. That's Thursdays, 1230 p.m. But in the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. You can follow the channel that you like best. We stream on 11 different channels and you'll get the notifications about our new guests, just like Patty. Delicio. Fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. Stories are awe-inspiring. You won't want to miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. Be sure to check it out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on the homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks and blogs and vlogs and frequently asked questions that you'll find helpful. And of course, our grants have opened and they are on right under the About Us. You can submit until November 1st. A huge shout out and thanks to my guest, Patty Delicio, the development coordinator from Food Share of Lincoln County. I do appreciate you sharing all of your inspiration. It's just a fascinating story what you're doing. Thank you again so much. Any last words of inspiration for our audience? Just keep doing what you're doing and make sure that your community is behind you because if it is, you will be very successful. And you've proven that. Well, thank you again so much. Um, until next time, I'm Don Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. That's a wrap. Stay fearless out there. Mm-hmm.